Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to tell the good stuff first so that the latecomers will miss all the good news. <clears throat> we're going to continue working through uh, the five-year plan. I'm very, very excited about this. We've done a, a lot of work in the, the leadership team and uh, all the pastors have worked really hard on this, trying to put together a vision of where we're going and where Victory Church is headed. And we're hoping and praying that our vision is in alignment with God's vision, and we really feel that it is. He's, he's laid this on our hearts, and he's brought us to this point. So we're going to start, with, I want to open with prayer. Everybody getting a saddle. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the day. We thank you for this congregation that you brought together in this school that's become your tabernacle for the day. We thank you for the hearts and the minds that are here this morning. We thank you for the love that we share with each other. We ask that you be with us and guide us. Open our hearts and our minds to what you would have us here today. Give us your love and your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, does everybody have your five-year plan? If you don't have one, raise your hand and Charlie will get you one. Everybody have it? All right, before we move on, I'm, on, uh, I'm going to start on page 15. But before we move on, does anybody have any questions about what we talked about to this point? All right. So if you would, turn to page 15 with me. We're, uh, we talked to we talked all the way through mixing the adult Sunday school classes. Anybody have any questions about that? Do you understand how that's going to work? That we're going to have four adult Sunday school classes, but they're all going to be the, they're going to be intergenerational. We're going to mix the age groups together, so we're no longer going to be age segregated by the 20s and the 30s and the 40s and the 50s to the grave class. Um, we're going to break that up and move that around. The reason we want to do that is we want to get that, we want to spread the wealth. We want to get that wisdom spread across the whole age spectrum. There's a lot of wisdom that can be found in Eldon's class. But there's also a lot that can be learned from the 20-year-olds and the high school graduates. And, you know, so we want to spread that around. The, the scripture tells us that the young men should learn at the, seat of, at the feet of the older men. And the older women are to instruct the younger women. And we've kind of gotten away from that by, say, by segregating our classes by age. So we're going to break down those barriers and bring everybody together so we can actually share life together. And we can share what we've learned, us older people, with the younger people. And then we can get, can get Carlos's enthusiasm spread throughout the, the rest of it to a point. You've got to draw a line somewhere. But, you know, the, the 75 and a 35 speeding ticket and stuff. We don't need that. But anyway, we do need his, you know, we need the younger people to keep us moving and keep us motivated. And they're our future. They're the future of the church. So we need to build them up. We need to take the time, us older people, to reach into the lives of the younger people and build into them and bring them up. Because we want to hand Victory Church off to that age group, to, to the next generation. So that's why we're doing that. Of course, the iGen Sunday School classes are only going to last until Easter. Now, Easter is April 24th this year. The first week after Easter, when we come back, we'll no longer have a Sunday school class as we know it at the, in the 930 hour. We're going to move the 
D6 curricula and the fusion curricula out into the iGen groups, the small groups. So that's where that is going to happen. That's where the D6 curriculum is moving to, and we're going to start building that into our small groups. Our small group leaders are going to have to be very diligent in training from the D6 curricula. We're all going to be using the same curriculum. So you're asking, I can just see the question in your mind then, what are we going to do at 9.30 on Sunday morning? Well, 9.30 on Sunday morning is when we're going to start a thing we call iGen Apps. Now, iGen Apps is iGen application classes, or intergenerational application classes. We've done an excellent job, I think, at Victory Church in bringing people into the fold and making them feel welcome and introducing them to Jesus Christ, which is, is our primary goal, isn't it? But the Great Commission doesn't stop with just spreading the word and evangelizing. What are we supposed to do next? We're supposed to disciple them. We're supposed to teach them these things, baptizing them in the faith. So we're going to start these iGen application classes on Sunday morning at 9.30. These are going to be very in-depth classes on a particular, a particular topic. We may have an iGen class on parenting. We may have one on, on, on how to have a successful marriage. We may have one on financial management. They're very, these are going to be college-level discipleship classes. This is not intended to be used as a time where you fellowship and you share life together. That's what the iGen groups are for. The iGen apps class are going to be the older traditional Sunday school where it's a lecture format. Does that make sense? Okay, now we're going to offer several different types of iGen classes. So, and they may be running concurrently. So the younger people might want to know, uh, we might want to have a class on, on, on basic Christianity, fundamentals of the faith, um, free will Baptist doctrine and distinctives. We'll have classes like that. And we'll also then have classes on marriage seminars, like I said, we'll have parenting seminars. We'll have a whole range of things. So if you have anything that you're interested in that you would like to see some training on, please bring it to us. We'd like to know what the needs and the felt needs are out, out amongst you of the classes that we can bring. So that's what the iGen app classes are going to be. And they're going to start the first Sunday after, uh, after Easter. The iGen groups, we touched on the iGen groups a little bit last time. We learned some lessons when we had small groups in Victory Church before. There was a lot of success in our small groups. We had some people that really pulled together and really shared their lives and really had that koinonia love going on. Um, so there was a lot of good that came from the small groups that we had before. We ran into a few issues, however. So we're, kind of, we're doing things a little bit differently than we did last time with the iGen groups. The iGen groups are going to, like I said, be teaching the same curricula. They're all going to be on the D6 curricula. We're all going to be teaching the same thing at the same time. Now, we're going to have to be a little flexible here because the, the D6 curricula is designed to start to introduce a topic for adults, is to introduce a topic on Sunday, and then you study on that topic throughout the week, and then you introduce a new topic the following Sunday. Well, obviously all the groups aren't going to meet at the same time. 
Some groups might be meeting on Sunday afternoon. Some might be meeting on Tuesday. Some might be meeting on Saturday. So the leaders of those groups are going to have to be very proactive in their training. And what we'll be doing is we'll be introducing a topic from the pulpit on Sunday. And you should have read the, the Saturday and Sunday devotionals in your D6 curricula. Then the, the, we'll be introducing from the pulpit then the topic for the week. And you should be doing your daily devotionals throughout the week. So what the IGN group will be meeting, when they meet together, the expectation is that you're doing these devotionals on your own. We're changing up a little bit about how the I-6 curricula is presented. It's not going to be what we've become used to, a lecture format, where the, where the group leader says, okay, this is what we're talking about this week, and he gives you a, gives you a training course. The IGEN group leader is expected to be more of a facilitator. Having, assuming that you've already done this study on your own, and you've been doing the daily devotionals throughout the week, what we will do in the iDream group meeting is discuss what this means to us, how we can apply it in our families. It'll be a facilitation of a discussion as opposed to classroom type training. Does that make sense? It's key to note that all the iGen groups will have a church-wide start and stop time. And if you look at the bottom of page 15, you'll see how those are laid out. The iGen groups are going to be formed around, we're trying to make them as intergenerational as possible. We're going to mix them up as much as we can. However, we understand that there are other factors here. There's other variables. For example, we don't, you know, it's not conceivable to have Daniel coming from Troy to a group on the south side of Belleville. So we understand that geography is going to pay, play, play into this. We also understand that when the, it, it, your schedule is going to decide in a large part about which group you, can, you will fit in. Um, you know, if we had it on Tuesday night, then there are certain people, if every, you know, we can't mandate that everybody have their IGEN group on Tuesday night because there are some people that that just will not work. So you're going to have to be flexible. There might be some groups that will form around a leader that can, can, can um, host an iGen group in their home on Sunday afternoon or Saturday evening or Wednesday. Well, Wednesday is usually bad, but you see what I'm saying. So you're going to be drawn to the iGen group that best fits not only your affinity but your schedule. But we're still going to work as hard as we can to keep these intergenerational, keep them mixed up so that it's not just all you know, 50-year-olds in one and 20-year-olds in another. So we need to keep that in mind. That's going to be difficult to do. We've got some challenges there in making up these iGen groups and how we're going to distribute everyone. The intent here is to have a group for everyone. And also, we're going to work very hard to continue to grow group leaders. So the initial set of group leaders, we've discussed this in length at our um, leadership meetings, the initial set of group leaders their job, in a sense, is to train themselves out of a job. They need to get their Timothys. They need to be building up their Timothys and, dis and discipling them and mentoring them and preparing them to take over a group because we're hoping and praying and trusting that when we get in that building, we're going to explode. We're go the, the, you know, the, uh, the attendance of Victory Church is going to triple and, and quadruple. So we need to think now about growing leaders 
for these small groups or these iGen groups. So what the iGen group leaders in this initial phase will be doing is they should be identifying who's going to replace them so they can step out and start another group. We should constantly be birthing new groups so that everyone has a place to go and then everyone has a group that fits their particular needs. So we're going to work very hard on that. But these groups are going to have a specific start and stop time. And our hope is that when we stop the group, we're going to start the group, let's say for example, we're going to have a group for May, June, and July. The last week in July, we're going to stop. We're not going to have a group at all for the month of August. We're going to reshuffle everything, reformat everything, move the groups around. The idea is that you will, you will connect with as many people as you possibly can. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's very hard in just three months to really let down, let down your guard and really connect and really become very close with a group of people. And I can see that. So what we need to do is during that three months, we need to do the very best we can to connect it the best that we can. But if we don't mix the groups up every once in a while, we run the danger of, of forming, I don't want to say cliques, but of forming groups that are exclusionary. So we want to move them around. Every, every, every quarter we're going we're to stir it up a little bit so that you get to have a relationship with everybody and that you get to know everybody. Now, it's easy for us to do now. We're about the point now the size that Victory Church is today on a typical Sunday that there are some people that I don't know well there are some people that I may not even know their name and I have to go ask them what their name is even though they've been here you know several times what are you gonna do when there's 500 of us we don't ever want to be in the place that there are people that come into Victory Church and sit in the back of the church and 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 worship with us and then hit the door on the way out and nobody knows who they are we want to have a connection with everybody. So how do we stay small while we get big? The way we do that is with the iGen groups. So the intent here of starting the group and stopping the group and moving on is that we can spread this around, that we all have a relationship, that we have an interaction at one point or another with everybody in the church. That's the intent. It also gives the, the leaders a chance to to, um, to, that's when we will start new groups. That's when we'll step out and start the new ones is when we pick up again after the break. So we may have four or five groups this first go around. We may have six or seven after the break. As we grow, we'll just keep adding groups and adding groups. It gives us time to get organized. It gives us time to train. It gives us time to bring things up and get them ready for the next group. It gives the, the group leaders I don't, it gives the group leaders some flexibility because those of us that led groups last time will remember that not only it was it was a blessing it, we, it was a lot of fun but it was also a lot of work so maybe you want to take some time off having that having that month to take a breather will be very nice will be very appreciated and all, it'll also work out then that there's no hard feelings if you want to move groups next time and, and you, you decide that you'd be a better fit over here, you go. And that, that's, that's the point. It was a little bit more difficult last time because once you got in a group, you felt like you had to stay in that group, even if it maybe wasn't a good fit. So this gives you the opportunity to move around through the groups 
and get to know more people and find find a better fit for yourself. It also helps the leaders in that you know you want to take a, a you want to take a semester off. Feel free to do so, as long as we've got enough group leaders. The, you can take some time, take some downtime. You're not you're not in this group until Jesus comes. Right? We did that on purpose. So you can see there's a little calendar there at the bottom of page 15 of how we're going to divide these groups up. We tried to work around the calendar. We tried to work around, you know, for example, taking August off because a lot of people travel in August. There's a lot of family vacations and things, and the groups would kind of dwindle anyway. So if you can see how we've got these set up, it, it, we hope it follows a logical pattern. All right, I'm on page 16. So again, beginning Sunday, May 1st of May, we're going to have the iGen apps classes, life application classes. They're going to be more of a Bible college, more of a seminar type training. Believe it or not, there may even be homework. So come prepared for that. Um, the purpose of this is, as it says, is to equip the saints. It's important that we have fellowship. It's important that we have bonding. It's important that we understand the basic tenets of our faith. It's important that we understand what makes us different than, say, General Baptist or Missionary Baptist. And it's important that we learn these things and incorporate them. I'm not going to put anybody on the spot right now, but does anybody, you know, just think about it in your own mind. If I ask you, what makes a free will Baptist? What is that? Define free will Baptist for me. Could you do it? I mean, you're affiliated with a Free Will Baptist Church. Do you understand what makes a Free Will Baptist different than a General Baptist or a Missionary Baptist or a Southern Baptist? What does it mean to be a Baptist? Why do we call ourselves that? Those are the kind of things I think it's important that we know. Because we need to be ready in season and out of season to defend the joy that's in us. And how can we do that if we're not trained? I think we've done an excellent job introducing people to Jesus Christ. I think we've slipped a little bit in the discipleship area. So that's what this is intended to address. We're going to put that heavy discipleship emphasis on this 9.30 on Sunday morning. So come prepared for that. We've got some very exciting things in store for you. I think you're really going to enjoy this. And we've got uh, several people that are just lined up and ready to teach and they're ready to go this is intended to grow you in your faith and make you stronger disciples for Jesus Christ intended to grow you in your faith and make you stronger leaders for the future future growth of Victory Church so I'm really excited about the iGen apps classes there's a list of some of the things there in the middle of page 16 that we're going to be talking about like I said Free Will Baptist Doctrine, Foundations, Basic Bible Doctrine, Christianity 101, the book of James, very expository teaching from the book of James as an example. And then there's some more, Parenting, Marriage, Finances. Please note that the children's and the youth Sunday school classes will remain exactly as they are now. So this is adults we're talking about, high school graduates and above. All right. All of that gets us set up and prepared for what comes next. And what comes next is what we're calling the Day of Jubilee. Now, have any of you studied in, in the Old Testament, in, in Numbers and 
when they're talking about Jubilee, what the day of Jubilee is? Okay, so this is what we're going to do on that, on that first Sunday in our new building. We're not going to plant any crops that year. We're going to free all the slaves and we're going to forgive all the debt. Okay, maybe not. But what we are going to do is we're going to have a party. When we move in that first Sunday in our new building, we're going to have a party. We're going to have a celebration. We're going to have a day of Jubilee. We're going to have, a, we're going to have an old-fashioned tent revival that week. We're going to have, we've got all these, it's, it's going to be wonderful. When we move into our own place, because we are just talking about this morning uh, set up, you know, there's coming a time when set up on Sunday morning will consist of flipping the light switch. Yay. <laughs> All right. That's what we're working toward. All right. That's day of Jubilee. That's the day we move into our new space. I'm on page 17. Day of Jubilee starts what we call growth period one. And I believe with all my heart that God's going to bless us with growth starting on day one. I mean, there are already people that are watching that property, waiting for there to be a building on that property. The, the, it, people are calling the church office and saying, what are you guys doing out there? It's coming. Once we have visibility and we have signage and we have, you know, how, how I got to Victory Church was driving down 6th Street in Mascuda saying, oh, look, that looks like a nice little church. We ought to try that sometime. I don't think anybody's ever driven by Moy School and said, well, look, I don't think that's happened. That's going to happen when we have our building. There's going to be people saying, I've lived here all my life. That didn't used to be there. What is a free will Baptist church anyway? Let's stop in next Sunday and find out. We're going to grow, and it's going to explode. We're going to be amazed at how quickly we, we grow. So part of our responsibility between now and then is prepare for that growth. We don't want to get in there on Day of Jubilee and look around at 150, 200 people and say, oh, what, are we, what do we do with this? How do we manage this growth? We're preparing for that now. So that's what growth period number one is. We... we kind of measured growth period number one by the number of parking places that we're going to have because the city says you can have two and a half people per parking space in your building that's the occupancy no matter how big the building is if you're it's how big your parking lot is so I guess if we had a seven acre parking lot we could have a million people in that little 8,000 square foot building I don't know but um, so it's based on the number of parking spaces we have. Well, now they tell us that we're going to have a max occupancy of 325 or something based on our plans. Well, we weren't really counting. We were counting about 225 as our first phase. We feel like that we can maintain the way we're doing business to an extent up until with the building we're going to have. It's going to be tight. There's going to be some Sunday school uh, area you know, uh, decisions we have to make and things like that. But we feel like up until 225 people, we can continue to have one service on Sunday morning, for example. And so we've got that kind of how that will look like laid out there for you at the top of page 17. 
The IGEN groups will, will be studying the home using the Fusion D6 curriculum just as before. From Sunday, on Sunday morning from 9.30 to 10.15 is the IGEN apps classes we've discussed. From 10.30 to 11.30 will be the worship service. And then on Wednesday nights, we're going to start having a service from 7 to 8 on Wednesdays. And then it kind of looks like this. The adults will be in the auditorium. The teens, and, and the teens will have their own area where they can be meeting. We'll move, we'll move the youth to, to Wednesday night. And the kids, IGEN kids, K-I-D-Z. Okay, we're going to teach them to spell that K-I-D-Z. They'll be meeting in the designated children's area. And we're going to bring in something like Kidmo or Awanas, or we want to have a program, an a, a intentional program for the kids on Wednesday nights. The adults will be meeting in the, in the auditorium. Wednesday night services are going to be more expository preaching. Typically what we do on Sunday morning here is topical preaching. We're preaching on the topic of the week from the D6 curricula or whatever, you know, the, the, whatever topic is laid on Pastor John's heart for that week. Sometimes they'll divert from that and do a series and, and other things. But it's very topical. And that's meant for to make it a little bit easier for the, the seekers and the first-time guests and, and, and those um, to fit in. You know, we're still very, it's very worshipful, and that's intentional. The Wednesday evening services are going to be very expository. Remember, uh, who, who was with this when Pastor John took like three weeks to go through Philemon, you know, which has got like, you know, it's one chapter. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. It might take us six months to get through the book of Romans. But you're going to know the book of Romans by the time we're done. So Wednesday night is going to be very in-depth. It's going to be very exegetical. It's going to, you know, and all those other big words that I learned in Bible college I never get to use. That's what Wednesday, Wednesday services are going to be. We're going to sing a couple of songs to kind of get in a worshipful mood. And then we're going to train. We're going to train and we're going to train. The, the youth will be off and Pastor Daniel will have them off and they're going to be doing their thing. They're going to be training. The kids are going to be off in Kidmo or, or whatever that we, uh, we land on for, for their youth program, for the kids program, and they're going to be training. Wednesday night is training. Now, the reason you might be wondering why we moved youth from Sunday to Wednesday. Primarily, the reason we did that is because we want to keep the family together. So the anticipation is that, that the kids will all arrive in the same car, that they'll come in and we'll sing a couple of songs in the main auditorium together. The adults will stay in the auditorium, the teens will go to, go to, to the youth portion, and the kids will go to their class. At the end of the evening, we all get back together, we may close out with a song, and everybody, we're all together, we're all doing this as a family. The kids are seeing mom and dad going to church on, Sunday, on Wednesday evening. The youth are, you know, the, we're all together. We're all doing this as a family, intergenerational. So that's why we moved it. Does that make sense? That's why we moved it. Once we get to about 225 people, we will have pretty much outgrown our space already. Now, I'm hoping and praying that we can get on this property like, I don't know, before this time next year. By the following summer, I hope we're full. 
and we have to start thinking about going to two services and doing other things to, to handle this growth. Wouldn't that be a blessing if we got so big, so fast, that we had to go to two services? Well, that's what this is going to look like. So our growth period two, we're going to have two Sunday services is the plan. IGEN groups continue to meet in the home with the D6 curriculum. We'll have a Sunday morning service at 8.15 to 9.15. We'll have the IGEN apps class, one period of, of training from 9.30 to 10.15. And then we'll have a second service from 10.30 to 11.30. And we'll continue to have our Wednesday night from 7 to 8, as we did before. So we've added a second, we've added a second uh, worship service with iGen app classes in between. The idea is that, that um, you know, hopefully we won't get stuck in a rut wherever you always go to the early or you always go to the late. And then we expect the iGen groups to help, uh, help mix that up some too. I remember at Victory before when we had an early, early sermon and a second sermon, we usually came to the early sermon, or which one? Second one. We always came to the later one. Then we go have a picnic in the park, and we're flipping burgers, and here's people we've never seen before. Are you new? No, we've been going for three years. Well, must have been the other, the other Sunday school or the other worship service. So we're going to try to keep this stirred up. We're going to try to keep the IGEN groups. We'll help kind of break down that wall for those people so that we do know the people in the other classes. We also intend for the IGEN apps class to do that. We're going to be sitting next to people from the early service that go to the, normally go to the, after, the second service, and they're going to be learning together and training together. The idea is we're looking for every opportunity to break down any barriers between the different worship services. And that takes us on up, that's the growth period too. Two services, and that's on up to about the time we get to 500, 550. We're going to be packed. We're going to be packed. Running two services, we're going to be very, very busy. Now, there's something that I failed to mention, and I hope that you may have noticed. You notice there's nothing on here about Sunday evening services. We felt it was very important to give the family some time. And our families are under so much stress right now, aren't they? They're running in every direction. Their schedules are full. So we thought that the best thing that we could do was to give you Sunday afternoons and evenings off. Now, we may do some things on Sunday afternoons early, but we're going to cut it off at like 4 o'clock. We're not going to have anything past like 4. The reason we did that is we want you guys to have that little bit of, of Sabbath rest, that little bit of time where you can just spend time with the family and slow down and chill out. Maybe talk about your, your D6 study for the week. Maybe use that time to do, your, do a family devotional. But we deliberately are being very conscious about scheduling all of your time for you. So we deliberately neglected to, to schedule a Sunday evening service. And that's why we did that. So now we're growing, we're adding, we're multiplying. Things are going, uh, we're growing in leaps and bounds. We're adding leaders, we're adding classes, we're training, we're discipling. All these things are going on. We've grown to 500 people, then what do we do? Well, that's when we should be working on construction of phase two. 
We should be working toward building the next part of our, our grand plan, which is the, the classroom space and the, and the gymnasium space. It's part two of our plan. So we're going to be working toward that, which leads us up to day of the next day of Jubilee, which is the day we move in to the second portion of our, of our master plan. We figure it's going to take, you know, around, we need to be 400 to 500 people to afford to build the next section. So what we're doing in the first growth period is we're building up, we're building up, we're building up. We're establishing a good base of people. We're training leaders. We're, we're, we're growing in our faith, stepping out, learning new things. Once we get over 225 people, we're going to establish a second service. Keep growing, keep building, keep learning, keep training, keep discipling. Growing and growing and growing in God's work. We get around 400 to 500 people, we're going to start construction of our second phase. When we fill that up, we're going to start construction of our third phase. The third phase is designed for 700, with 750 seats. My prayer is in five years we will have filled 750 seats. And I think God will honor that as long as we honor Him and what we're doing. Pastor said it last week, you think God is going to entrust us with His most precious gift if we haven't shown ourselves faithful? And what is His most precious gift? We are. His church. We've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of training to do. We've got a lot of leaders to develop. We've got a lot of young people that we need to pull up into the position of leadership. We've got a lot of teens that we need to bring on board as full-fledged adults. We've got a lot of work ahead of us. God will give us the people if we show ourselves faithful. So that's our challenge right now, is not just to put people in the seats. We could do that, couldn't we? We want 750 people, we get 750 people, no problem. How do we do it? Tell them what they want to hear. Put on a stage show. Give them live entertainment. Make them feel good about coming to church and make them just tickle their ears. We would grow exponentially. But God will, let, will God bless that? I don't think so. What God wants us to do is to teach His Word and to train His people and make disciples out of all the earth. So if we do that, He will entrust us with His greatest gift, His greatest love, and that's His church. So that's our goal. Our goal is not to fill up on 750-person auditorium. Our goal is to grow 750 disciples for Jesus Christ. That's our goal. And that's what we're asking all of you to help us do. We're all going to have to partner in this. We're all going to have to work together in this. We're all going to have to dig deep, and we're going to have to give sacrificially to make this happen. Do you realize there's a time coming where we're going to be the congregation that we currently have, and we're going to be paying interest on a million four, plus maintaining the office, plus paying rent here, Money's going to get tight. We're going to have a really squeeze. There's a period where before the growth takes place that, the, that we're going to have to pay 
on our loan. So we're going to have to dig deep. We're going to have to, to give sacrificially. We're going to have to carry us over that hump until the growth comes in so that we can have more tithe and more people and, you know, how that works. We've got a, we've got a long road to hoe, as they say, to get this done. But I know we can do it. God knows we can do it. He's just waiting for us to show ourselves faithful, and He will bless us with everything we need. Because I'm convinced, and I hope you are too, that this is God's plan, not Pastor John's plan. God laid this on His heart and mine and the rest of the leadership. We just wrote it down. It's God's plan for Victory Church. There are big things coming, big things for Victory Church. He led us through a time in the desert. Some of us fell away. Those that didn't became what? Became stronger in the faith. He's going to use us. We're the first generation in, in the Holy Land. He's going to use us to grow His church and to grow His ministry and to grow His kingdom here on earth. We are the first generation to cross the Jordan. Think of the responsibility that first generation of, of, of they weren't Jews yet, but the first generation of Hebrews had when they crossed the Jordan into that promised land full of giants. That's us. We're crossing the Jordan next fall. We need to be prepared. Once we cross that river, we've got giants we have to slay. And we've got cities we have to overcome to claim what God has given us. We're all going to have to work together. We're all going to have to pray hard. And we're all going to have to pray that, that God will honor our work. And I think he will. Does anybody have any questions about the five-year plan? Anything at all? Anybody have any disagreement with it? We want to hear it. We want to hear if you see a flaw, tell us. Are you all ready to step up? You all ready to take your place as uh, group leaders or Sunday school teachers or Awanas or our Kidmo leaders? Because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take every one of us to make this happen. Pastor John will come up, well, next Sunday, and he'll kind of sum it all up for us. He'll kind of wrap it all up and show how the vision, the grand vision, is, is really going to look once it's all encapsulated. He's going to finish that off next Sunday. In December, we're going to do some things differently. We're, we're going to have some, some different types of, of, of training. So I have some really exciting things coming up in December. And then in January is when we start implementing all the changes. We are going to have church on December 26th. We had at first thought maybe we wouldn't because so many people would be traveling and, and like that, but we decided that we will have church, so plan on being here the day after Christmas. We will definitely have church that Sunday. Well, if there's nothing else, I'll pray, and we'll have a few minutes to fill out. Lord, we thank you again. We thank you for these people that you've brought together to, to listen to the plan that you've laid on our hearts. We know, Lord, 
that we've got a lot of work ahead of us. And we're all going to have to pull together as the family that we are. We've got giants to slay. We've got cities to overcome. But, Lord, we know that you are with us. You are fighting our battles. We ask that you give us the peace of the understanding that these are your battles we're fighting. We ask, Lord, that you honor this. Bring us the people. We know, Lord, we, we live in a, in a hurting world, in a hurting generation. There, there are people out there literally dying to hear your truth, to hear your truth spoken unapologetically from the pulpit, and that we promise always to be faithful to do. So we ask, Lord, that you be with us. Take us forward into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.